You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Joe. It's lovely to be back face to face after, um, yeah, last week's back to the, I don't know, back to the future. It, it feels different, doesn't it? It feels, oh, yeah. it feels different being separated through, through a screen. Yeah, it does. And you often get a different lag depending on the wind and how things are going. So, yeah. Now I was listening back to the conversation. We did all right to get through there. We did. (laughs) It is so different. Um, And I think everyone can speak to that with work. And I suppose it touches on where we might be heading today, but around that digital in face, Mm. around the face. under the ground but it's <laughs> yeah. nice to have you here in the studio for sure for yeah. sure and uh check yeah. out the new metal work yeah it's true it's true it's uh it looks um less threatening in person <laughs> so that's that's great great to know but it does kind of you know it takes us in this direction around think you know like would our conversation because you know i think there's there's a level of emotion isn't there there's a level of engagement where you're kind of you're across from someone and you're kind of you can read off their body language you can kind of get a sense of where where they're at and kind of you know have a conversation eyeball to eyeball um although never directly stare at someone for 30 minutes that's going to throw them off but that sense of that you can actually connect connect with someone it is when you're kind of in a zoom world it does disappear it becomes more transactional somehow so it's kind of if you've got a whole bunch of talking heads and you don't really know where to kind of um, place your eyes sometimes and there are things around the lag and stuff like that but you know it's just great that we've got people like uh, zuckerberg solving that for us so we can all be in the metaverse and perhaps avatar joe and avatar patrick can have a conversation next have a time surf with kyle lenny yeah but i feel like that's all going to be the same it's going to feel a bit a bit stilted for exactly those reasons it's funny you say this i went down a massive rabbit hole i felt yeah. like alice yesterday yeah um yeah. there's an organization we had one of his we had uh, Tom Klitschclaw, one of the co-founders of like this internet browser thing where you can just clip uh, one of your favorite pieces of text and then yep. create a little quote board. But yep. he does something else, he's founder, um, and it's called Other Internet. And so they just got a big grant for one of the biggest uh, online sort of communities. And my ear pricked up because I'm always figuring out how communities both online and offline work for sure and so they did this ethnography of an online community and it was amazing to hear how they work versus a zuckerberg community so this is very much open source no one was really owner but different levels of stakeholdership on this online community that um, revolves around token-based yeah. um, ethereum-esque community but it was the ethnography was based around how do decentralized government structures work within a community there's like 10,000 20,000 people in there and they all vote and work and revolve around it and so the other internet had like a million dollar grant to go through and understand how all of this works and sort of be able to apply some of that to other different online communities very cool and so discord is where it exists and it was a really different perspective on sort of the zuck take on metaverse and the, <laughs> yeah. and the zuck and the zoom take on sort of co-working and existing for sure it was definitely niche but uh people felt empowered people felt present mm-hmm. 
it was an interesting space and it made me just yeah really reflect on what is a community online offline and then also about space curating of space it's the same like face to face like if we were doing this in in a different area like it wasn't a closed off space in a little studio or it wasn't you know if Mm. you thought hadn't gone into that space and how it was it would feel so different i think the same is online um zuck with a weird face paint on (laughs) flowing through heaps of like mini miami um for a promo video i don't think it's hit the mark no Um, and i think he's completely missed it but there is existing communities that are doing some really interesting things and allowing people to exist in spaces and and test the framework for how to collaborate across but for sure yeah and it's you know that that idea that you collaborate but you only collaborate when you feel safe you know and i think kind of in you know and kind of i think creativity thrives on that so it's kind of that there needs to be danger in the interaction and what i mean by that is that there's a bit of jeopardy in terms of the idea that that is being constructed so it's you know it's kind of like you're making like a little ante one one another like i often think about life as is a bet at, at some level or kind of it's it, it most interactions have some form of kind of game game to them so it might be that when you're trying to create something it's often someone will say something that is a little bit kind of riskier or is it might be a little bit more kind of um i guess kind of anxious for them to put that out there they might feel more that they need to feel a little bit safer to to share that and to kind of put that that idea out and i think creating those spaces in a physical sense is ultimately what you try to do in a creative creative sphere and it's the same with communities it's you know the larger kind of scale formats often don't work for that but most of our kind of experiment around work at the moment is these kind of distributed teams but then there's no real sense of kind of how are we going to bring them back together to kind of actually feel connected and safe with each other so certainly some companies i think are further further ahead on that and kind of realizing that you know potentially where space and office space start to go is exactly what you're talking about which is this more this kind of cocooning environment that is about enhancing culture and the ability to engage with one another and then the online world is more about tracking kind of keeping things moving along status updates but it's very difficult to create together online it is it is really hard and to like value share and to make people feel part of that and to feel like the culture but there is this phenomenal culture that does exist online and it's sprung from gaming for sure and it's amazing to see what has spawned from game i'm not a big gamer so trying to wrap my head around it and chat to friends who are it's an interesting space and i think a lot will come from there and especially the way we move into the future around work but it definitely got me thinking (laughs) Uh, off the back of last week around where work's heading and how organizations can add value to the employee and how employees can add value to the organization we sort of jumped off there trying to figure out how that that back and forth is going to be played and it had me thinking where we've got a a zuck where winner takes all type scenario that can be put across different organizations as well but then we've also got this other springboard which is sort of taking a bit of web.30 and that is very much open source open platform mm-hmm. um and it made me think we've either got this very much exchange high money come work for me so we sold yep. get some cash or for you've sure. got this shared values open source whether businesses are going to be starting to really think about different ways for people to have ownership 
shape the values value align and how that's going to play out throughout and who that's going to attract because yeah the skill share or the skill shortage across the world like some of the articles Mm. coming out over the week since our conversation is hearing some of the policies that governments are now running is is unheard of and it's it's great for people um, in terms looking for work and looking to move countries if if that's something they would like to do as as the developed world gets older no doubt we're all moving to iceland yeah (laughs) (laughs) how good was that clear (laughs) very good but yeah you're 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 absolutely spot on so i i think it's it's kind of you know the the change and kind of and and the value proposition and kind of you know employer brands i think is is mirroring what we're seeing in other aspects of kind of business and organizations which is that you're getting these much larger platform-based kind of whales so to speak that actually control an ecosystem so when you kind of step into that world You know, I probably wouldn't go as far to say that you sell your soul when you're when you're in that space. But there's definitely kind of there's there's a trade off yeah. in terms of that what you're trading is kind of that I'm going to put input into this for broadly salary and broadly, <clears throat> I think less kind of I guess some. Um, how would I say probably less kind of, I guess, kind of um, social kind of reward. I like, I don't think you're going to walk out of those types of experiences kind of going, I've changed something. I've kind of made a positive difference. Like, yes, you might have achievement. Of course you will, but I don't think you're going to have that same kind of emotive satisfaction through your work. But I think there is, you know, it's it's a legitimate pathway, um, but it's getting bigger. And I think that's the main thing to kind of focus on in terms of from an employer perspective. So in that it's then kind of the rewards that go to that because they're disproportionately um, make more margin in theory. Therefore, that should get passed over to those employees at some level in terms of whether that's through um, share reward, kind of um, salary bonus, uh, what have you. So I think there's that that end. And then there's the other end, which is the other part that you're touching on, which is that the construct of kind of ownership, I think in terms of kind of to be an employee, I think is starting to change a fair bit. So is it that you're actually just an employee and there's an employer or is it more that we're starting to see these things around kind of employee owned companies, kind of smaller scale stuff that is about kind of, you know, I think everyone kind of sharing in the rewards. Yeah, and I think that really, in terms of a startup, you hit that point really hard. It's hard to split the nug when it's a big organization versus a small startup. And it's a different thing around culture there. Um, But yeah, it's a hard thing to say, sell your soul, but definitely think of the Zuck Zuck truck when you do say that. But yeah... Kudos to whoever is working there and good luck to you. <laughs> oh, for sure. But anyway, so the, the, yeah. the cultural divide that exists in those places is you've got a very big machine versus one that you're just trying to figure out where the spanner goes and where the cogs are and whether <laughs> yeah. everyone plays a part in that and how to govern that. I don't think you, you borrow from the Zuck machine there. No, but people uh, people in that, they check out, right? So I think what's what's interesting is I see a lot of this kind of People will work in those types of environments, but what I do think happens, you know, and kind of, you know, I've certainly seen that through kind of my own lived experience and also of friends, et cetera, is that they find others that are that are like them in that universe. And then they kind of go, you know what? We could kind of step out of this. So it's like they kind of it's almost <clears throat> an incubator. Or yeah, it's it's an incubator. It's like dating for business partners in the future. Yeah. So they kind of find their like minded people and then they step out and they kind of they challenge these incum- these incumbents in a different way, which I think is a is a big long term issue for a lot of these large platforms, because ultimately, if they create the right type of idea, I doubt they're going to plug that in an innovation sense back into 
you, I'm just because we're talking about it, Facebook. Like I doubt if you're working at Facebook and you have a really cool idea, I highly doubt that you're going to sit there and be like, you know, I'm going to tell Mark about that. We're just over well, to his place. How did you help Mark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just over having a barbecue. Such a great guy. Really low key. Just flying the flag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to share that with him. I'm sure he'll share the rewards with us. He's got a great record of doing that. Um, that's not going to happen. But what does happen is they step out and they're kind of like, well, I understand now how venture capital works. I understand where to get the funding. I understand I can network. scale this. I've got my own network. But also at a smaller scale, I think you're seeing that as well. You're seeing kind of people go, well, together we could put this thing together and actually kind of be able to build a life. For sure, yeah. It's an interesting place because that, that first part of that story around where people have they've existed in these big organizations um, and they've had the skills, this touches into that conversation that it is a skill shortage and people who do work in these bigger organizations that are at the forefront or have been at the forefront um, really have an upper hand about starting something up and, and spreading that on and starting something new. So For sure. it's true. <clears throat> it has been a common theme. But yeah. I feel like things are changing now. Like, I really do. Yeah, like, do there's, there's something yeah. shifting there in terms of the way the online community interacts, the way people can find their niche, and then also just niche skills that people do have um, yeah. at an individual level. And they've crafted that from these communities and then problem-solving <laughs> like unusual ideas that are <laughs> all sure. of a sudden in demand. Yeah, and I think it's so much like people kind of coming up, so to speak, is that like their skill set they put together, it doesn't often, you know, I think one of the big things has changed is that you used to kind of fit yourself to the job description. Um, so you used to have to kind of write, you know, like this, it's the classic, like writing in you know, like the cover letter, which, you yeah. know, when you look back at that as a construct is quite funny, right? <clears throat> I point out, all the ways my skills fit into the box you've already created for me. Whereas I think where this is all heading is that I have this interesting group of skills that are kind of put together and they're they're kind of they could do this and this and this but it's i i believe it ultimately comes down to to risk right so i think you know rather than extrapolate based on kind of um size of company it's i think you can look at it through the employee's lens and kind of start to understand their risk appetite and how they view risk and i think that's the big change that's going on in in society so certainly when i look back and like the younger generation coming through is that you know it's you have to take a different view to view to risk it's like things like bitcoin ethereum and kind of all of these platforms is it's disproportionately young as it should be because they're looking for a different way to get ahead it's like it's not like you can make money anymore out of stocks you're locked out it's not like you can make money anymore out of housing you're locked out so you have to find another way to kind of take it but the risk profile is kind of looking at different ways to do it. Mm. And I think that's also happening at work. Like, is it more risky to go work for the middling company in, in the middle than it is to start my own thing? And I think people are asking themselves those, those questions. For sure. I think you're right. Yeah, that's a good read on that mm. in terms of... And then how does an employee respond? Because I think yep. now we've got this seesaw happening mm. and that's happened, but now those middle companies are now needing some of those skills that have been developed. <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. So it's this weird <clears throat> pendulum that's gone on and it's definitely been skewed to the, I think, to the risk takers or people trying to create that value. And now yeah. everyone, because we've gone full speed, we've pretty much time traveled in our evolutionary story of digital and yeah. now everyone's trying to figure out what digital is in, a, in an organizational company sense. You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Your hosts, Patrick Beggs of Per Production. 
a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. No, for sure. And like your analogy, I love of, of the seesaw. And <clears throat> a lot of these companies are that are in the middle are ultimately stuck because they're trying to they're trying to, I guess, kind of take quite an old antiquated view of the world and kind of how value is actually created and they're not big enough to compete and they're not small enough to be to be nimble but what they actually are is they do have a market and they kind of i think often forget that that they do have a market but the way they're going to create value through that is probably through partnering with smaller firms right so why are you looking for an employee in that space why aren't you looking to kind of collaborate with a kind of you know a crew that already has their act together around this stuff like you know i always find it hilarious when you have companies that are of a mid-size and are going oh yeah we need to build like a digital team and you're like how on earth are you going to do that how on earth are you actually going to do that but you could collaborate with a really cool digital team to actually help you build stuff mm-hmm. right but are you they're going to come work for you why do you even want them to is maybe another question that employers don't ask themselves enough and that's what we we're talking about last week the nature of the employment contract i think is becoming very outdated very quickly yeah you know an interesting point there i think you're seeing different companies try and scramble for that create this this made up digital team that they have no idea what they really want to do and then they're going to have to employ them and then the people above are going to write a weird brief and it's just going to be, oh, it's, it's it's just doom, going to be mashed potatoes with way loop too to much milk. Oh, that's for sure. Not only that, I think it's no one knows where the stove is. So yeah. it's like they're sitting there going, all right, we great. We got that together. But how do, we, how do we cook it? How do we cook it? No one knows. No yeah, one knows. Exactly. So I think that partnership thing is, is a really clever thing for organizations at least to get an understanding of what's going on and test some things if they can. Yep. It's a clever thing. And one thing that we're seeing is a lot of vendors now are vetting for value-based alignment and how yep. to create that ecosystem so then they can appease stakeholders and present it as a unified force. So that's really like playing into that conversation around standing behind your values and having a conversation in the public sphere about where you stand on some current affair issues and things sure. like that because it just... It's a bit teams-based, really, isn't it? Yeah. When you think about that, where sure. do you stand on the line? And you're seeing that a little bit with the mandates here in Victoria. Like, you're mm-hmm. getting some pretty renegade stuff pop up. And, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting space watching that unfold, but I'm not going to touch that now. No, no. But, but I, in terms of that but I'm value glad you, signaling... I'm glad you've taken it to value signaling, yeah. for sure. Because it's, it's becoming... I think it's about how um, how you kind of gather is if we're getting back to this space around kind of it is more about values alignment because the skills ultimately are are there. But if you're going to collaborate in a in a manner, it actually needs to be seamless in terms of that. And I, like I see that, you know, a fair bit in my in my own work It's like, you know, like I've seen it before where you have someone, you know, is not values aligned and like it's it's over before it even starts in terms of where that project can actually go. But <clears throat> 
when you're dealing with ambiguity, which is a lot of where briefs are heading, is that you have to have a shared set of values. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to kind of see where um, each other's coming from at a personal level and have a level of trust to actually take on that that ambiguity. Because without it, they, then you kind of, you're like, oh, well, he's a bit out for himself. She's kind of trying to point score. I don't really trust, you know, them as a, as a business. And that's, that's really problematic. And it's problematic, I think, for the, for the reason that we're touching on is that you, we're now coming together. No one has the one skill to solve the problem, mm. but yet having a shared set of values really helps you take on the challenge and feel safe to do so. And in that partnership, I think that's where strength is and that's where a lot of organizations, you know, work and excel is in an organizational sense, but in a collective and then, so we were talking about individuals on Discord, but you've also got these media, these ecosystems happening of different organizations all playing a part for a common goal, sure. which is amazing to see. And then you see a lot of, that's how a lot of startups get their leg up is getting introduced to an organization. They might have a great problem solution, yep. but if they don't have the right ears to that or the right funnel, the right distribution, then they don't have that. But then you've also got the middle people who need to find those people. And it's this, this whole beautiful thing if it can work it can be horrible and clunky sometimes too so <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong true. but it's yeah true. that partner-based approach i think is a clever thing and as you've said mm. throughout this last two convos is where it's all heading a little bit in terms of it's on a macro level it's i always get confused macro and micro so micro smaller macro <laughs> it's organizational Correct. um and we're partners of work together from a can be a group of a hundred employees and then they can get a digital team of 10 plus yada 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 yep. and then you've got companies who are working um one or two heads in the organization then pulling in different people for different projects it's yep. it's sort of building network in a different way on project based and value alignment yeah and none of that is none of that is contracted right mm. but it is i think it is kind of everyone is trusting of of one one another and this kind of you know it's you know when we started um our business way back one of the original ideas was that it was like a film set that's how we used to explain the fact we had no people yeah. um we used to explain that we brought the best kind of together like you would would on a film now that's that's not a um is not entirely accurate in terms of as a as a metaphor as was pointed out on several several occasions <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> when you when you do a 2.0 and a 3.0 version of that idea what what is true is that it's more about thinking of it as a producer of a film mm. right so forget the set for a second what what a producer really does is they're able to kind of um have an idea about kind of you know that that's an interesting script but then it's kind of you know through a director's eyes they'll get a treatment that kind of takes it in a certain direction through kind of um a cinematographer they'll get an idea of how that's going to be filmed through casting they'll get an idea of kind of how they want to deliver the tone of voice of that of that piece but then the producer is also able to go away and kind of find the cash the money the other people to kind of help put that all together mm. so i think you know where kind of um smaller scale businesses go is it's like that you're kind of you're assembling teams right yeah. but you're not you're not employing people in the traditional in in a traditional sense and but it's very hybrid mm -hmm. like we have employees but we also have collaborators that we work with but we know what our core is and then yeah. we know what we need to bring in around us to help us kind of you know produce the show and half the value i think we as per sit very much where you sat 
yeah. a few years ago, decades ago. And but, that is... But don't make that, uh, yeah, don't make that same uh, <laughs> mistake. Yeah. But I'm going to call this the sift because I feel like because there's so much mashed potato not on the stove at the moment in terms of how to put something together, half our job is understanding what is happening in different innovative spaces and different ways people are doing that around for sure around the world or in their home garden or down at the worm farm it's just figuring out how different people are doing it and what is working Mm. and being able to communicate that for a use case to create value for an organization because they're all looking for ways to be able to connect with their audience connect with their stakeholders and connect with their customers in a unique um authentic way like that word is overused but it is so true at the moment that's what customers are screaming out for for sure and like you have such an expertise in that in that area of being able to kind of actually understand how those things kind of are put together but then you know you what you don't have is then you you have it all around you but it's not like you know there's kind of there's a team of 100 people waiting for you to kind of sell the next thing it's actually it's about well you know, we kind of see this problem and it, I might need a bit of that. I might need a bit of that and I might need a bit of that, but you can't, you can't employ all of it, you know, to kind of um, pull through. And for very good reasons is that, uh, you know, I think we live in a world where they don't really want to do that exactly. in terms of the kind of people you collaborate with. They'd rather be very niche in their particular area and be able to kind of um, plug into to other people. So you're seeing these little, um, <clears throat> I think to go back to the point you made before around there's really kind of large scale kind of networks which are quite soulless. We all kind of plug into them and they're quite, you know, they're kind of really how the world works now, um, these big, large platforms. But then there's also these little kind of small networks that kind of move with within that. But, you know, those small networks are, are enabled by some of the kind of big platform stuff. Like, I don't think we could work this way if we didn't, didn't have That's things very like good Dropbox That's a good or things like kind of, you know, cloud-based kind of accounting or kind of... Like you just couldn't do it as as seamlessly because it's you can just focus on putting everyone together, knowing that if you have a strong kind of infrastructure in terms of technology for collaboration behind you, you know, you've got a project to work on. Okay, well, you set up a Slack channel, you add X, Y, Z to that. You've kind of got, you know, Dropbox, which you can just send them a link. It's all set up. You mm. kind of process things through kind of an online platform. They bill you through zero. You bill your client through zero. It's pretty seamless to be able to pull that together. But yet then it's, that's not an employee contract. It's not like you're kind of contracting them in. You've got something coming in as a quote. You figure it out and you go hey presto as, yeah. as you're saying that i'm imagining this new type of whale coming through you have always spoken in mm. the past on some of the content that you write and disseminate out around an ecosystem being created and you really feel like the middle has been eaten by the bigger fish and it's almost like this new mm. whale coming through that's the size of a big island for sure um but what sounds like carrying through that initiative and all that um, idea and building on it is there's a new ecosystem sort of being made underneath that feeder fish that are sort of starting to shape and change the way the bottom looks and who knows maybe someone will tip the hourglass and uh, and we'll see how it all looks but yeah yeah no there's there's no doubt that you know kind of in in their wake right and i think you know a lot of life is you know again kind of looking at it as like some like it's it's a little bet that you're making constantly Mm. and it's kind of you know because it coming back to what we're talking about before it's it's ultimately it's about risk and risk mitigation so being being big and kind of being apex and all of that is of course you get lower cost of capital it's easier to enter new markets it's kind of once you've got the thing going obviously it just runs itself and it's almost kind of you can't really stop stop the thing but 
underneath it all is then I think if you're not that, you can't be that. And you don't want to be in the middle where this thing turns and goes, oh, it's, I need to eat something else to keep everyone happy because you're going to be the one that's eaten. But if you're sitting around that, you can find a lot of ways to, to create value. And I think people have cottoned cotton on to that. And if your values aligned with other people, then you can collaborate with them to kind of be like, okay, yeah, let's just take on that little bit. Yeah, I reckon that's something we can do together. But it's more it's more project based than it is kind of permanency and you know but our the way that we employ people hasn't been that and so that shared sense of risk around kind of what are you what are you trying to do i also think there's a large group of people who are kind of also stuck in the middle right because they're looking for to be employees but they don't want to take on risk right and but yet they don't want to work for kind of large scale companies and that's that's also a a big problem and part of this skill shortage is that we've got a whole generation of people checking out right that's one of the other parts that yeah the resignation yeah yeah and it's well it's i think it's not actually yeah i challenge the resignation yeah i think it's the great retirement right so it's a great exodus from um crappy jobs i heard someone say that that the other day like the actual job rate the employment rate hasn't changed that much it's just people have left jobs that they didn't like totally but then then, now we can't find people to fill those (laughs) jobs they didn't like no that's true that's but i think that's that's one one take but i think it's one part yeah like i don't think it's just a take that's absolutely true um you know but the the job that you're actually doing and kind of the lack of meaning that was actually in it and the fact that you know it's all very one-sided in terms of that i'll give you hours when i want etc like all of that sort of stuff in terms of you know that you are the employee who rocks up and kind of does the shift no that's for sure it's going to change somewhat um but that's about access to labor and obviously the more excess labor you have you can plug into low pay jobs there's i mean that's just economy 101 but the other big piece is that we now have a whole generation of older people going i don't want to do this anymore mm. right so it's it's that they've actually retired through the through the pandemic I mean, a lot of people have seen their house price do x they've yeah. gone you know what like a lot of the migration to country if you actually like here in australia if you look at the demographics of who's doing that not a lot of it is young people, right? So we see we see the kind of numbers of like, oh yeah, these country towns are getting rejuvenated, a lot of young population moving there. At some level, that's true. But what is most true is that a lot of that is actually about kind of people around kind of 50-ish. They may have a young family. A lot of people do because they had kids um, later in life, but they're checking out to the country. And in doing that, they're actually scaling back the hours that they're willing to work so mm. net net we're losing a lot of skill that was at a at a kind of i guess a, a more senior level not through kind of resignation but through kind of retirement they've gone that's enough that's enough and in doing that i think it's going to be interesting because if you were in a lower paid position and you had skills and you couldn't get access to that now all of a sudden there's going to be i think an acceleration of new talent coming in which I think is a good time, oh, you know, sure. strange way. It's an exciting time to be to be around, and I hope everyone has made the choices and, and feel comfortable. And I think it's a good time. Like it feels like it's accelerated so much. Um, but yeah, where the workforce is and and the global economy, it's definitely made us all feel very interconnected. But then we've tried to touch on this, and that's equality, and equality has just been absolutely. Yeah blown out of proportion and you can see it around countries different um opportunities that exist and then just within those countries where where equity sits within that so yeah um that's the other bigger thing that's 
that's playing out here. But yeah, it's work's changing. The way we do it, it's changing. And who knows where it's going to come together because there's definitely that hard piece of where people are consistency so hard when you start to get life obligations and that's what's the hard thing about that that bottom ecosystem that's existing when it's projects based yeah you know it isn't consistent no it's not consistent and you know maybe that's where we kind of take that next i think is that ultimately the 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 employer in that context i think has to find ways to to smooth that out Mm -hmm. a a little bit because that that kind of roller coaster piece like i think that is that is a challenge and you know there are some interesting ways that people are kind of going okay well maybe it's like it's more shared risk so if you are contracting into something yes there's a kind of you get paid for the hours but it might be that you get like a little kind of like small kind of ongoing retainer to kind of cover some of the kind of down stuff i mean people are starting to look at that or kind of full employee ownership of this kind of you know these these ecosystems that create value so people are trying to address that and then i think you know what i'd like to talk about is kind of like salary is quite a blunt tool in, mm-hmm. in doing that so salary is one part of the way that you can compensate people so you know i think that would be interesting to have a chat about is kind of that you know in a new world salary as a proportion of what you make is important but is it everything yeah i think that would be a really good place to go about mm-hmm. how to mitigate those places uh, from that perspective around cash essentially and contract and mm-hmm. and shared value monetary to pay the bills and and exist the way you want to exist from there fantastic cool all right well uh yeah let's do that next all right right. cheers patty thanks thank you for listening to bau business as unusual subscribe and learn more at baupod.co that's baupod.co